Welcome back to another episode from Life for Living Well. My name is Richard and I will be your anchor for this week. The topic I have for you this week is different from the topic I presented to you last week. But this week I'm looking into unquantified richness. I wanted to look into the richness. And I wanted to talk about the unquantified richness that we have every day in our life. We don't necessarily observe it or notice it. Only when we don't have it any longer, then we look back, we see how we are bad on it, or we don't even know it exists. So before I start, if you do like to know much about this, platform you can check us out on our website at www.lifeolivingware.info if you do like to write directly to me and you want to know about the platform you can also send your email to info at lifeolivingware.info once again my name is richard and the topic i have for you this week i call it unquantified richness so let's get started. If you look around you today, you will notice how the pace and the speed of things have changed. The world 2020 is almost finished, but most of it has been hijacked by things that go beyond our own control. One of them is pandemic, another is the politics of the area or place where you live. So, in our society today, generally, many people see and equate richness only to money. Why did they have this kind of mindset? Why did they have this kind of backward education? Like the only way you evaluate richness is only when you are the most expensive, the most expensive car, or how much cash you have in your account. But I also wanted to show you or, or talk to you about unquantified richness that you have, but you don't really, most people don't appreciate it. Why? Because it's been given to them naturally. It's been given to them freely. Or some people have to cultivate it, build it, and become habit and become a way of life for them. So, as I was saying, because of the society we live, most people are brought up in a way where they quantify richness to money. So no wonder we are many people having issues that have now gone beyond their control. We have people that have emotional issues, mental issues, psychological issues, and even having a basic relationship with one another. It wasn't thing that society prioritized to teach or taught. And these are the things that come time and time and create 
pain and chaos in our life. How can you and me move beyond this? So if you stay tuned to how this podcast, you might be able to find one or two things that you might be able to deploy to your own life and hopefully may help you. So this has been a problem for the people that don't recognize the con unconsciously unquantified richness in their own life or life of people that comes to their life. And it's also be a bigger problem to society at large. We, we see how so many personal society problems are costing everybody to pay the tax and even interacting with one another as becoming even challenging because people become impatient. Is that they focus on the past or they focus on the future? So, because this is a big problem in our society today, because our priority was for and our energy was focused on the the last of the things that we can quantify, and we take our mind away from things that actually bring health, well-being, and the money richness that we're actually chasing. Gandhi once said, the universe has abundance for everyone, but not the greediness of the individual. If you look around, one third of the world is covered by water, only one fault is managed, you share by human beings, by bacteria, with bacteria, animals. And even that, there is the abundance of resources. But what human doesn't have is the greediness of individual. One person wants to have more and more of everything in excess. So, Think one of the book of Napoleon E of thinking and growing rich. He placed money as the last way of measuring richness. So money is part of how you measure somebody's rich, but money is not the only thing that is part of, that used to your rich. So I'm looking into things that you cannot quantify, something like a good debt. You can have all the money in this world. If you have no good debt, you stay poor. Because sometimes your money might be able to help you to buy a good edge package. Sometimes you might have only untreated illnesses. The money itself is not enough. Take for example this pandemic. You have people that have load of cash, load of money. They can hire a private jet to go to anywhere in the world. But when pandemic came, it shut down the whole world. Even with the money sitting down in the bank account, you cannot just take a plane and fly. So this is what I'm, ta- this is what I'm trying to explain to you, that 
money is good you need money for a lot of things you need money to do a lot of things in your life money is part of the measurement to measure somebody is rich so this particular podcast is focused on things that you cannot measure but it's essential to your richness and only when you begin to appreciate this thing it begins to show more in your life only when you begin to embrace this thing you begin to value it more in your life and the life of other people so in this particular podcast i wanted to examine and quantify richness that society ignore which they labor to use money to buy so people put every effort to chase and chase and money and then they think one way or the other they will be able to buy their ex that they ignore they were able to buy their relationship they ignore they'll be able to buy their children a gift and all of a sudden they will have the connection they want with their family can you see how deceptive the education society taught us as much as money is part of the measurement of the richness but money himself is not the richness so there's other metrics that we ignore that we can measure the richness so as a result of backward education look around you if you more early can we go a week where you don't find or a month that you can't find in the newspaper or in the news of a a great day celebrity that took their own life these people have fame these people have the status these people have the money these people have the connection but they are not happy they feel unlovable deep inside and the money cannot buy this the connection cannot buy this the status the fame cannot buy this the people at home look at them as if they have everything i was talking to some group of people and culturally the the culture where they were brought up one thing they value more is money and status as they were telling me and they were making a joke how when you are young and grow the only thing you want is money so i said how did you create this money and they said they couldn't answer it they just want money so and what brought money to your life is values the value that you created and this is what bring more money to your life not chasing it if you have something that no one's have if you able to solve a problem that solve another problem then you already create a values that will attract money to your life and that alone is not the measure of richness it's only one of many measurement of richness so to classify yourself to be rich buddha said the greatest wealth is x so you are worthy today if you listen to me and you can consider yourself that you have a good head then you are the one of the most worthy person that lives
and he also said that contentment is the greatest richness because if you are not content even if you have all the money in the world i'm telling you it will not be enough more more it's like someone that have loads of friends but in their mind they always think it's not enough or these people might go so they spend less time to build the friendship they already have they constantly acquire more acquire more acquire more and they get to a point that they never feel or satisfied with what they already have so this particular podcast wanted to shift your paradigm shift your mind to focus on other area of richness that you cannot quantify money you can quantify it you can say somebody is worth so so million but that individual is more than the money alone that being attached to that person so there's other way you can measure somebody's richness that money is part of it but money is not there alone So, how do you continue to invest in your unquantified richness? How would you do that without knowing what is it? Firstly, before you measure your richness, you have to firstly understand what is the metrics. Napoleon Hill gave 12, but I've summarized the whole 12 for my own personal life. So, you can summarize your own. You don't have to take mine, but I focus on this particular five area where you can use to measure how rich your life is. If you cannot have 10 minutes for yourself a day to just sit down, listen to your breath, do nothing, and let everything stand still, then you have no life. So as you listen to this message right now, consider yourself that you are fortunate to be here. You're also fortunate to have all this richness and begin to appreciate them. Begin to share it with other people around you. So then it begin, it continues to improve, it continues to increase. So I have these five areas that I'll briefly touch and you can do your more research to it. One, loveliness. Loveliness is a state of is a state of mind, is a state where you're loving, you're being loving and lovable. It means that you are open to accept love of other people, of the nature. And you're also able to give love at the same time. It's a state of mind where n- nothing more dream you is for you to tap to the internal source, which is love. This is your natural state. This is your natural state before so many things comes to your life and you forget who you are. So lovingness. If you most of your life is driven, implemented by this particular measurement alone, then you are rich. 
then you have abundance of richness in your life because you tap to the the internal source this particular source you can create anything in your life you can manifest anything in your life if you wanted to so and if you don't have this stage yet don't worry it's something you can awake it again you have it naturally but it's like they said what you don't use you will lose it but in this case you don't necessarily lose it you just become dormant like a bank account that you don't operate for years bank don't really close it it, it becomes a dormant account and you need to go out through a process to reactivate the account back so the same thing with this day is that going what going what have a mantra that you can start to do it daily maybe variably when you wake up in the morning to see how you are more than enough you are lovable and anything else is a bonus for you it's an additional for you number two inner peace once you know how to fulfill your inner needs then your outside need will take care of itself at the same time most people what is actually driven them is the emptiness in their inner world so they overachieve in their outside world in order to feel more secure in order to feel more fulfilled they look for status as a replacement for that which is good don't get me wrong so it is a privilege to hold a position of respect in the society and sometimes this doesn't come free you have to work for it so it's not necessarily a bad thing which is what that you want but in doing that don't sacrifice your inner peace because what will bring you more success is how more your inner world is what will make your success be a lasting success without always have to trade off your head for status trade off your well-being for drop of the people noticing so how do you acquire this inner peace is to become to embrace every part of yourself the good side of you and the bad side of you because whether you like it or not you have it every one of us have it the more we walk on our light the less our darkness show off in our life the more we embrace our light the less our darkness show off in our life take for example a room that is dark without the light the only way to let the dark go is to switch on the light the dark will always be there the only reason why you didn't notice it is because there's a light so work on your light work on your light even religiously in a way that your light overshadow your dark side so your dark side doesn't rule your life and screw it up for you and everyone around you so number three self-reliance it's good to do 
things. It's good to share with others. It's great to be in the company of others, especially if they are 80 people. But most importantly, it's also good to be able to rely on yourself. How do you do that? Is to pay attention to your intuition, pay attention to your senses, pay attention to your feeling, pay attention to things that you don't normally pay attention to. Make your own decision. Socrates once said to find yourself, think for yourself. And as you think for yourself, you will make a mistake, but find your mistake, learn from it, and make more. And then take a step and do something different. So self-reliance should start gradually. Because if our parents never allow us to walk and fall, we will never be walking at the time we were walking and running. So start small. How do you also become a self-reliance? Make your decisions and stick to that decision. Take control of your finances. Take control of your own character and habits. You don't seek to control other people or change other people, change yourself. There's a Chinese philosophy that once said that it is better to overcome yourself than to overcome thousands of battles. Because even if you have thousands of victories in your life, if you are not overcoming the most important enemy or battle, which is you, you will always screw up everything you have achieved. That's why we see so many people do a lot of self-sabotaging in their life. They, they were looking for something, but they are not ready for it. And even when they get it, they will do things to screw it up. So, don't be in this group. And if you're already in this group, this is the time this message comes to you. To consider to work on yourself and build your self-reliance. You share your time with your friend, great. You share your time with yourself, great. Be the person that I enjoy all weather. Not just be the people who say, I'm a summer person, I'm a winter person. I'm a spring person. Be all things. And the only way you do that is to test your limits. Is to put yourself, set the challenge to yourself. Comfort is great, but too much of a good thing is not also good for us. We have to find moderation and balance in our life. And the only way we do that is to intentionally put ourselves in a place where we stretch us a bit. Number four, abundant mindset. This is key. Once you get the first three right, number four normally falls into places. So abundant mindset is the mindset knows that whatever you need or want will come to you. You come from the place of abundance rather from the lack. If you are a loving person, it's easier to attract more friends. So you come from your abundance of your energy to attract 
for your mindset to attract abundance to your life. If you need the money, the door will open for you to trade off your skills. So in order to offer or render some values and then you get a return back in terms of money or help or favor. So always keep abundant of mind, mindset. Don't limit yourself. Don't look at yourself and say, oh, this is impossible because of my accent or because of my color of skin or because of my height or because of my gender. No, don't limit yourself. Have abundant mindset. And the only way you have that, because your brain doesn't know, your brain only take, as a, take things as a fat based on what you feed it. So feed it different food and you will begin to take control of it. Be intentional. And lastly, which is my number five, I call it acceptance. This part also like number four is a state that will come naturally once you able to build the first three. The first three are loveliness, inner peace and self-reliance. So number five is acceptance. Acceptance of yourself and then it becomes natural and easier for you to accept other people. Most people seek to change other people. And the reason why they do this is because deep down they feel very, very insecure emotionally. They feel very, very vulnerable. And they wanted to dominate the environment. So when you see someone that's very dominant and aggressive, don't just look at this person as a strong person. No, no, no. They're feeling something, but because they are not able to be more vulnerable and share what they feel or grow enough to hold in it, they tend to overcoming the other people that come to their space. So when you accept your own vulnerability, you'll be able to accept other people. You don't longer have a strong need to change people. In fact, you change yourself and that change the thing that bothers you. From my personal experience, most of the time, it's not what happened that bothers us, it's the meaning and the interpretation that we put to it. a family relative once come in one day. I said, can you talk? And I can hear how she was pumping with her breath. And I said, are you okay? And she said, no. She said she just got an email from one of our colleagues. And the way our colleagues wrote the email to her and copy other people, it made her feel disrespectful angry and he wanted to write the same nasty email back so i said to her take your breath i said in what way this email is being disrespectful to you and she couldn't properly explain it but because of the thought and the interpretation she put to the email already she did this so then after more questions and i then we get to the point to see that the other person that sent the email out was trying to cover her own back from their own uh, error of judgment and also was trying to play the office politics 
which is a relative of mine didn't really fully understood our display so when we go through that she realized that the person was coming from the place of fear and the image she created so she write a more different compassionate email and then try to cover everything but the same person that threw her on the bus in the morning so the same day few hours later they have the whole departmental meeting and this uh, family uh, of mine was also in pickup in the meeting but the same person that sent the email out stood up and defended that and explained to him that he was made the mistake earlier on so what i'm trying to say to you that this level once you implement one to three you become number five become natural state for you the acceptance of yourself acceptance of what is good about you your weakness and then it's easier to accept other people as well most people only want to keep people that think reason like them have the same color then the same gender as them most people want to just keep people that they can understand each other it's easier to love a lovable person but it takes courage to love a lovable person but once you start to practice acceptance in your life it just becomes a natural order for you and you will see your relationship will, will be improved people that are so difficult for you to deal with it's not necessarily me will be natural or easier it will be not as confrontational as it used to be in fact most of them will avoid you you will not need to run away from them they will avoid you like clay <laughs> you will not even know what happened because you are no longer supply a foil to their drama needs so this podcast has been run five minutes late so i'm going to bring it to the end now so in conclusion education status family or network will not guarantee this kind of richness most of the type of quantified richness will open floodgates to quantify richness so the money will comes when all these five systems place in your life you will begin to see more of a quantified richness things like status things like network things like the, the property you own all this thing will start materialize himself but there is a richness that you cannot quantify it but it's actually there and the thing that you can quantify you want to use that money to buy this one and i suggest that build this one first and then the other one you're able to build it on top of that so i hope this particular postcard this week helps someone if you do have any question please feel free to write to me once again my name is richard and you can find us out more on our website at www.lifeforlivingwell.info I pray may your week goes well and you have an amazing week. Thank you and stay safe.